my silent understanding that I was worthless, a throwaway. The foundations laid in my youth never went away. And that's Jason Vukovich, the Avenger, the Alaskan Avenger. I'm fucking excited about this. Oh, yeah. This is a good one. And, you know, the guy's very well spoken. And uh, what you don't expect when you see his pictures, he's like tatted up everywhere on the face and everything. Got this long ponytail and, you know, he's in prison. So you don't expect him to be as well spoken as he is. That, the one, I don't know in, hardly anything about him except that, you know, who we killed kind of situation. But there is that picture that floats around on the internet where he's in the courtroom and he's looking at his brother. And yeah. like, that's the thing that sticks in my mind. Yeah, he does not look like that. No. And there's a long letter that I got quite a few. I'm going to read quite a bit of it throughout here um, that he wrote from prison. Oh, your heart just breaks for him. And then again, like I said, he's so well-spoken. And then, you know, he was kind of awesome. But, you know, you're not supposed to like him for what he did. But you can't help but do like him. It's like Dexter. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. By the way, this is Jen. This is Becky. And this is Too Close to Home. And this is a heartwarming episode. <laughs> I love a good one. <laughs> heartwarming, in my opinion. You guys be the judge and tell me. We need that after that last one. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so Jason Vukovic, 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 we're just going to call him Jason from here on out. There we go. Was born in Anchorage, Alaska on June 25th, 1975. His mother was single at the time, but later remarried Larry Lee Fulton, who would go on to adopt him and his brother. Jason was only four when he was adopted, but his new stepfather was definitely no hero. He went on to abuse Jason and his brother, and the abuse continued until he was 16, at which point he ran away and his brother had ran away a few years before that. His brother was older. Both of my parents were dedicated Christians and had us in every church service available, two or three each week. Each week. Jason later wrote in a letter to the Anchorage Daily News. So you can imagine the horror and confusion I experienced when this man who adopted me began using late, late night prayer sessions to molest me. So he was physically abusive and molested both of the boys too. Oh, that's fucked up, man. Yeah. Prayer session? Yeah. Okay, Catholic priest, Jesus. Girl, right? Not only did Fulton sexually abuse Jason and his brother Joel, but Fulton used physical beatings and violence against the boys. He would beat them with pieces of wood and whip them with belts. Years later, at Jason's trial, his brother testified about what they had suffered as boys. We'd roll over on the bunk beds and be up against the wall, said Joel Fulton. It was my job to go first, so he would leave Jason alone. Mm. After this adoption took place, I was beaten with two by fours custom made for the purpose of inflicting pain or belts, etc. He wrote. Also, I suffered through repeated molestation at his hands. I recall the scribbed with wrap tape. So the scribbed is what he's calling like this special beating thing. He made them with wrap tape to protect his hands and holes drilled the length of the device. He preferred to use a two handed grip and beat me between my butt and the back of my knees. Yeah. Oh, no. So he'd made homemade devices to beat these boys, too. Oh, my God. A 1989 Anchorage Daily News article said that Larry Lee Fulton was found guilty of second-degree abuse of a minor but received only a three-year suspended sentence from the then-Superior Court Judge Carl 
Johnstone. Johnstone ordered Fulton to stay away from his victim, who was unnamed. Jason wrote that Fulton returned immediately to the home and isolated me out in Vasilla. I was so I tried to look up the court records, but of course he was arrested in 1989, so I had a hard time. I did finally find the arrest record, but it literally just said he was arrested, received a suspended sentence, and if you wanted any more of the court records, then you had to contact the courthouse in person in Alaska. Also, like three years. Suspended change suspended suspended for completely fucking up another human being's life. Mm -hmm. It's almost like murder in a way. It is. It's murdering their emotions, murdering their soul in a way. Well, what are you teaching? They're never going to be the same Mm -hmm. before you came in and fucked everything up. And what Jason goes on to do, I feel like, is a direct cause of how the courts and the system failed him and his brother. As they do with thousands and millions of people Mm -hmm. every fucking day. Yep. And... Jason's letter, he states, so his brother ran away and then his brother got arrested as a runaway. And when he got arrested, he decided to tell the police the truth about everything going on. And that is what actually led to the stepfather's arrest and how he found out. I mean, how they found out and he got arrested. And he says in the letter that then they moved to Wasilla and then they homeschooled them so that nobody would be able to see the abuse or know about the abuse. Moved him in this little out in the middle of nowhere area. Isolating them. Mm-hmm. He said they never came and did any follow-ups, check on them. This man wasn't even supposed to go back to the home and goes back to the home and nobody did any kind of follow-up whatsoever on the children, provided them no counseling for the abuse. Um, nothing. Nothing How jaded would you have to be in your job to just stop giving a shit about the people that you're supposed to take care of every day? The people that you're supposed to be helping heal and keep safe that you're just like, you know what? I've just got too much. It's fuck it. Well, now they're out there living in this isolated area, being homeschooled. And Jason said every day he thought about running away and leaving. And when am I going to get out of the situation? How am I going to get out of the situation? So when he turned 16, he finally was like, enough's enough. His brother had already run away. Yeah, he was arrested, but then he bounced out again. So Jason had worked odd jobs around the town, little minor construction jobs, you know, things a 16-year-old would do then, helping out here or there. So he started saving up all the money that he could, and one night he snuck out in the middle of the night to run away. Well, the next day, he was going to return to go in and get whatever belongings that he could. Well, he said whatever belongings that his parents felt that he could keep, they put in garbage bags and put on the front porch. They're like, oh, you want to go? Here you go. This is what you can have out of the stuff. Um, They would not give him his driver's license and social security card, though. His mom's uh, exact quote was, she didn't want to facilitate his fight into sin. Wait a minute. Your husband. You married to a pedophile. Yes, ma'am. And an abuser who's beating your children with homemade tools, but your kid who's trying to escape And ain't nothing it. about that normal. No. So he moved up to, well, I guess down to, because he was in Alaska, Spokane, Washington. So with no identification and just a little bit of money, it didn't take long before he started stealing, robbing, whatnot. Which, to, I mean, he didn't have any of the pertinent stuff, like 
And he knows that no one's going to take care of him. No one's going to do anything for him. So all he can do is take care of himself in the best way he could. When he said that he easily found work because he's a 16 year old boy and he's a big guy Mm -hmm. and um, but nobody could pay him because he didn't have an ID. Mm -hmm. And so and there's not many that will pay under the table. Right. And then even if he got a check, he couldn't go cash a check because he had no identification. So he said quickly. How much of a bummer would that be to be working your ass all week, get a check, be like, God damn it. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And he didn't have a birth certificate or anything to go get a new ID. So he's just screwed, which, you know, his parents helped lay the path for that. Yeah. Abuse you, molest you, don't give you an ID. You know. I don't want you to be sinning over here. (laughs) Serial killer soup. Luckily, he didn't turn into a serial killer. Fuck yeah, right? Because he easily could have. So pretty soon, he built quite a rap sheet, reputation with law enforcement. He admitted that his descent into crime just kind of fit into a cycle of self-hatred. He said he he didn't like himself. He didn't think he was worth anything. He just kind of was like, this is exactly what I'm supposed to do, be the worthless human being, because that's all he'd ever been taught about himself, which is really sad. Mm. Um, he created a criminal record Spanning from Washington, Oregon to Ohio, Ohio, Idaho, <laughs> Montana, and California. Um, he spent quite a bit of time in and out for things like he had like three, four driving without a license, um, forging checks. Um, most of it was just really petty, petty shit. There was nothing serious in there. Around 2008, he decided to move back to Alaska. He'd gotten out of prison. He'd done some prison time. And he said he just wanted to go live a simple life. And he said, I thought, let me go back to my hometown and be thankful to just be free. Mm-hmm. He said that um, he wanted to take advantage of things like just mowing the lawn, just having a little house, just having money for groceries. That He just reached a point where he was like, I don't like this life. And I just mm-hmm. am thankful to be free. So in 2016, all of a sudden, all of his childhood trauma like reached a boiling point. This is when he said he was just trying to live a simple life, enjoy being free. And he soon began to hear rumors of men in positions of authority taking advantage of children and molesting them. And he said he just started thinking back to everything that he'd experienced. And he decided, you know, fuck this. I couldn't do anything for myself then, but I'm going to do something now. For these people. So he started reading through the sex offender registry of Alaska and decided I'm going to write some of these people down and I'm going to go handle business. <laughs> I know. Take care of business every night. <laughs> in June 2016, Jason sought out three men who were listed in the Alaska Alaskan sex offender registry for crimes related to children. Gripping a notebook filled with the names and addresses of sex offenders he found on the public index, he targeted the homes of Charles Albee, Andres Barbosa, and Wesley Demiris. So he began his crusade of vengeance on June 25, 2016. He knocked on the door of Charles Albee. Now, Albee was a twice convicted felon for second degree of abuse of a minor and was also a child kidnapper. Jeez. So he goes up, he knocks on the door, Albie answers it. Jason looks at him, he says, is your name Charles Albie, 68 years old? And the guy was like, yeah, that's me. And he said, I'm here to get what I'm owed. Pop, pop, pop. And he slapped motherfucker three times in the face. 
<laughs> I'm here to get what I'm owed. I'm going to start doing that when I walk out of Jimmy. I'm here to get what I'm owed. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> Jason then said, I'm an avenging angel. I'm going to met out justice for the people you hurt. He pushed the 68-year-old inside and ordered him to sit on the bed. Then he just simply robbed him and left. You know, slapped him around a little bit, but he didn't oh, do anything when he, else. When just, you said get on the bed, I was like, whoa, this is getting a different <laughs> turn here. It's getting dark. <laughs> you said this was heartwarming, not buttwarming. <laughs> <laughs> Two days later, he used the same method to enter uh, Barbosa's home. Barbosa is a convicted sex offender, child kidnapper, and was found with child porn in his home. And he was a young man. This time when Barbosa opens the door, he sees, sees a strange man accompanied by two unidentified females. These females have still never been identified. So one of the females immediately raised her cell phone and hit record. And they recorded this shit. Never seen the video. He's like, I don't know what they're talking about. I didn't have no, didn't have no females with me. Because Jason's not a snitch. He's not yeah. going to. He's not going to. Snitches wind out. up in ditches, baby. <laughs> he says, are you Andres Barboas, 25? I'm here to get what I'm owed. He said, Barbosa, poor little sex offender, cried out, please don't do this. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> Volkovich threatened the 25-year-old. He was 25. Registered a pedophile with the hammer. Told him to sit down. Punched him in the face. Before warning, he would bash in his dome. And I wonder what else he did to these guys besides just steal that the guys didn't admit to. Oh, yeah. I wonder if he did do anything to them. Jason didn't say that he did and the guys didn't. But I'm like, you didn't just walk in and slap that motherfucker three times. Yeah. And steal something and go. Like, pop, up, up. that's it? That's where you're going to leave it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, bell memorandum. Also, like, I'm sorry, but, like, if someone walks up and says... Are you Jennifer Davis and you're 34 years old? I'd be like, fuck no. <laughs> uh-uh, ain't seen the bitch. You got to throw my age in there? You looking like you government, okay? No, thank you. <laughs> well, especially when this big-ass guy with the ponytail and all these tats is at your door. No, sir, that's not me. I think they live two houses down over there on the right. My name is Angelina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know that bitch. <laughs> First of all, I probably wouldn't answer the door if I seen him because oh, he's no, no, a no. scary-looking dude. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I'm no. I would open the door. <laughs> hey, you yeah. selling cookies? <laughs> I am Jennifer. How do you know my name and age? Do you know my birthday too? <laughs> Are you gonna tell me my horoscope? Can you read my palm? <laughs> A later Bell memorandum revealed that Jason stated he was there to collect what Barbosa owed. As again, one of the females filmed the incident with her cell phone. Uh, he. He and the women, Rob Barbosa, stole several items, including his truck. The third victim is my favorite. <laughs> Save the best for last. <laughs> the third time he went after one of his targets, he escalated the violence. 67-year-old Wesley Hayes Demiris woke up to the sound of somebody breaking in his home around 1 a.m. Demiris had a roommate, and the two men, you know, they hear this, they come out in the hall, they're looking around, and they, all they see is this dude standing in their doorway. He says, is your name Wesley Demiris? When Demiris replied with a yes, the intruder told him, I'm here to get what's owed. He told me to lay on my bed. And I said, no, Demiris recalled. He said, get on your knees. And I said, no. Volkovich then struck Demiris in the face with a hammer. Now, bitch, pop. I said, get on your motherfucking knees. <laughs> this is how I envision it. 
Real quick. I'd be like, is that what you said to the little churns? And that, I, mm, I bet he did say some shit like that to him, too. During the assault, Volkovich told his victim, I'm an avenging angel. I'm here to met out the justice for the people you hurt. The next thing the victim remembers is waking up slumped in a pool of blood. The attacker was gone and his roommate had called 911. I'm like, where was the roommate during all this attack? Not me, like though. a little bitch hiding in the... <laughs> I would have been like, hold up. I forgot something in my room. Click. <laughs> my, if I had to guess, if you're a pedophile, I don't know. Just guessing. Your roommate's probably a pedophile, too. As a lot of the cases, yeah, they'll do... Like, they'll have whole communities. Yeah. Demiris had a concussion, a fractured skull, a broken thumb, and his eye was swollen shut. Like, when you see pictures of the... Oh. Yeah. He, I mean, he used a hammer? Yes. Ooh. His eye was... Huge, black and blue, swollen shut. Gotta yeah, crack that orbital bone. Mm, yeah, he he could have done worse, but and uh, he spent two weeks in the hospital. And po po little pedophile complains, literally complained in an interview that nobody cares that he lost his job after the attack. You're goddamn right. We don't care. You want to know what this motherfucker did? What tried to rape a kindergartner? No. That's what he was on the registry for. And you actually think that any of us give a fuck that homeboy went and bashed your head in with a hammer. You know we what don't. I give a fuck about? Why didn't you die at that time? Why? That's yeah. That's what I give a fuck about. You know That's why he didn't die. I'm asking. You already know why he didn't die. Because the devil don't even want The devil him. don't even want him. He don't want no baby, baby molesters down there. Nah. A fucking kindergarten. He tried to rape a kindergartner. You piece of fucking garbage. Mm-mm. And it's so hard to say you got exactly what you deserve, but I don't think I can utter out of my mouth that it was unfair to him because I don't fucking care about him. No. I wish he would have got worse. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. It just makes me sick. Demiris attempted to rape a kindergarten in 2005 and did a short stint of nine months in jail. So, yes, sir, you're correct. Nobody fucking cares. No. No. Demiris states, Volkovich asked him, so Jason asked him, do you think you paid for your crime when he was like beating the fuck out of him? And Demir said, yeah. And Vol- Volkovich said, nope, you didn't pay enough. And then went on to beat his ass. I mean, that's true, though. You did not. <laughs> you did not. No, because this little baby's got to live with that forever. So Exactly. And Jason knows what it's like to go through that. You never stop living that. No. You and, don't get that choice. Mm-mm. So Jason also stole a bunch of shit from there, a laptop, and then he took off. Well, it didn't take long for them to find him because he was sitting in a Honda Civic nearby with the hammer, the stolen goods, and a notebook containing the names of the three victims he assaulted and a hit list with names and address pulled from the national offender list. So he had a whole list of names of motherfuckers he was going after, and these three people just happened to be the first three, and he literally had their names crossed off the list <laughs> as he attacked them and was just moving straight along. Fucking love it. Oh, I know I do too. And I'm like, I'm not supposed to like this. But I like it so much. I'm supposed to be like, no, don't you do that. Don't. But I'm in the background going, yeah, dog. Yeah. Get up, get up. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, if I have already taken a hammer to someone's face, I feel like that would bring out all that rage that might have been sitting inside him. Right. I, I'm surprised that he did not fucking kill him. I'm surprised he didn't either. And I think it was just a matter of time. You know, he was slowly escalating up before he would have started 
killing people. So when he was arrested, he was charged with 18 counts of assault, robbery, burglary, and theft. I don't really know what the difference between robbery, burglary, and theft is. Jimmy's Fun Facts. While these offenses may seem identical, there are specifically worded differences between them that allow them to function as separate charges. In legislation, the definitions are as follows. A person is guilty of theft if he dishonestly appropriates property belonging to another with the intention of permanently depriving the other of it. A person is guilty of robbery if he steals, and immediately before or at the time of doing so, and in order to do so, he uses force on any person or puts or seeks to put any person of being then and there subjected to force. And finally, a person is guilty of burglary if he as a trespasser enters a building intending to steal, inflict grievous bodily harm, or do unlawful damage. That's a good one of those overlapper ones, like... (laughs) You know what? We gonna hit you with every law that I can, with the hopes that that shit will at least one of these will stick. And people will like people would come through the jail, and I would see a lot of their charge paperwork and stuff. And people are like, "Why? What? What's the point? You got them on this one charge? No, because they have to figure a way to make it stick." Yeah. No, I'm right. not saying that, and they'll try to stack charges too. Oh yeah, I'm not trying to say that a hundred percent of those like deserve it. You know, <laughs> right. Every once in a while, some people come in and they just do some bullshit to them and it's not right. But for the majority, they do stack charges like that so they can't, that motherfucker can't get out. I'm going to make your bail as high as possible. (laughs) And I feel like this guy should not have been stacked with all these charges because, I mean, did he really do anything wrong? No, no. I mean, technically, by the law, I did. But morally. There's a piece of paper that says it doesn't mean that morally. Exactly. Morally, he didn't do anything wrong. Sometimes. He was. You gotta break the law in the in the when you're seeking justice. You know what I'm saying? He was literally an avenging angel. He was doing God's work. He needs a medal, and apparently that's how a lot of the state of Texas feels. I mean, state of Texas, state of Alaska. I mean, but state of Texas feels that way too. Be like, you know what? Stand your ground. Yeah. I wish this is called wish you wish a motherfucker would. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, that's what they have a lot of problem with is Alaska. Uh, the people of there are like, no, he doesn't deserve to. To be in prison. So, That's a wild west of its own. Like it really is. There's it, not a hello, whole lot of Hello, we just did the Alaska Triangle. Yes. I always <laughs> seem to like do cases from the same place in a row. <laughs> I don't like, know. You know, there's there's whole ass towns where there's like one little old cop. That is probably everybody's cousin. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's fucking Dewey over there. <laughs> like, you can't arrest me, Dewey. Remember when we were in seventh grade and you was peeking on that girl and I caught you, but I, I stuck up for you. Exactly. You ain't going to follow up. Come on, man. Let me go. You owe me one. I'm there calling in that favor. There ain't even a stop sign back there. I didn't do nothing. I'm calling in that favor. <laughs> Initially, Jason pleaded not guilty, but then he opted to make a deal with the uh, prosecution. He pled guilty to first-degree attempted assault and a consolidated count of first-degree robbery. In exchange, prosecutors dismissed over a dozen additional charges. This led to his sentence in 2018 of 28 years in prison. Honestly, though, if I had been him or his attorney, I would have been like, you know what, let's take this as a jury trial. (laughs) Let me let my peers decide. That's how I feel, too. (laughs) They were like, this motherfucker not guilty. You find 12 people in the state that are going to say, I shouldn't have done what I did. Listen, they let Casey Anthony fucking go. Girl. Okay. Girl. Shit's wild out here, son. 
I would have been, you know what, jury trial for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I'll they be gonna find me. I'm gonna be hitting number four on the list shortly. Don't worry. As <laughs> soon as y'all let me out, I'll finish what I started. You know what? This time I'll mix it up and I'll start at the Z's. <laughs> They'll never catch me. They'll think I was just going alphabetically. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. And I'm he, gonna tell them I'm gonna start at M's. He was, wasn't he? Because the first victim was A, the second was B, the third was D. He was going alphabetically. <laughs> I love organization. <laughs> he should have just not parked up the street and fell asleep. Right. <laughs> Come on, bro. Another part of his letter. If you've already lost your youth like me due to a child abuser, please do not throw away your present and your future by committing acts of violence. There are many kind and loving things we can do to protect children. We must be patient and respect the law and hope that someday those of us that have been cast aside will be remembered. Isn't that just fucking heartbreaking? That he's basically telling them kids, I know it fucking sucks that you got abused and nobody gives a fuck, but maybe one day somebody will remember you. Like, fuck. Oh, wow, thanks. That really makes me feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Like, this... Our justice system these days are so anti-victim. It is. It's insane. It is. And... Jason appealed his sentence on the grounds that his PTSD should be considered a mitigating factor in his case, but he lost the bid in October 2020, despite his hero status among some Alaskans, many Alaskans. The judge ruled vigilantism won't be accepted in our society. That sounds like somebody was fucking jealous because he couldn't serve that justice. (laughs) And I get it. I do. I don't feel like we should just... Go out and seek our own justice because then... Like go real purge style. Yeah. Then we're just living in complete anarchy, you know. Which, you know, like there has been cases that we thought, without a doubt, this person's fucking guilty. There ain't nothing you could tell me any different. Only like 20 years later, some DNA shit come out and it was not that person all along. So it's hard to say sometimes if somebody's really guilty or not. But he didn't kill anybody. Exactly. So I'm like, I'm having, like, if he killed and he was pulling a Dexter, like, there was all that, like, psychological talk, like, with Dexter, you know, like, but he is also a serial killer. You'd be like, but <laughs> stay with me here. <laughs> You're like me. I'm like, <laughs> he's, he's just calling the, the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, we have too many serial killers. <laughs> there only needs to be one, and that motherfucker taking out the other ones. Okay, <laughs> if we gonna fucking fuck people up, let's do it to the dredges of society. But you know, it's I mean, fucking all hard. that Jason did was set a memory in these men's mind. Do you really want to try to fuck with the baby again? Because mm-hmm. he might be back. Yeah. And did you enjoy what happened to you? You didn't. You didn't serve. You weren't served enough. Pin it, like you weren't ready. Yeah, you thought you were punished enough. Now nah, I'm gonna come back and punish. And if you do it again, I wish you would. I wish you would. I fucking wish you would. Yes. And you know, I feel like the vigilantism is different when in different things. I don't feel like there's such a thing as vigilantism when we're talking about child predators. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like we should throw you out in the world and see if you can survive when anybody's allowed to do whatever they want to you. You fucked with babies who couldn't defend themselves. I know that there are people who are wrongly on the sex offender list. Correct. People that don't belong there. That happens. But like he did his research. He's like, this had to do with child crime. This motherfucker had child porn. So you cannot sit there and tell me 
that it wasn't you. It was on your computer yeah. at your house. It wasn't a situation of like a 16-year-old girl's daddy got mad at a 17-year-old boy and we're like, all right, statutory. Right. It's not like that. No, he didn't pick any of those because he knew those were probably gray lines. Yeah. But when the 67-year-old tries to rape a fifth, a kindergartner, a five-year-old, a kindergartner, mm-hmm. it's no blurred lines there. Yeah. It's no, no mistake. No, Sir Robin Thick. No blurred lines here. <laughs> no, there is not. <laughs> so Jason's attorney, Ember Tilton, shares the views of thousands who have pledged their support for his client on several online petition sites pleading for his release. To them, the cynicality of violence and trauma is unlikely to end by keeping victims turned criminals in jail. So basically, you know, he's saying how hypocritical of you to throw him in jail for the 28 years, but you let his daddy abuse him, then move back into the home and you never checked up on him. But that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. All these motherfuckers, we were hearing about their sentences be like two years, three years, suspended. Two didn't serve any time. But I'm gonna get 28 years. Yeah, the third for doing one did, what you didn't fucking do. The third one did 90 days for trying to rape a kindergartner. I feel like he's in a mom situation here. Like, yeah, <laughs> he was very much like the father that he needed to these victims. Like, you know, I'm gonna protect you. I'm gonna get. I come in and I'm fixing what you didn't fucking do, and yep. I'm gonna get punished for it. Yeah, tell me how that's right. So his attorney said, I don't think he needs to be punished. He's already been punished. This whole thing started out as the punishment of a child who didn't deserve to be treated this way. True words could not have been spoken. Is there like an appeals process for him, though? Like, that's a lot of years. Well, you know, he was just convicted four years ago. Yeah. So they tried an appeal. Well, like to have the case reevaluated because they didn't take into account his PTSD, which clearly he has from all the years of abuse and trauma. And honestly, like I said before, like he showed great restraint to not let that because there are people who are veterans of wars that are PTSD that have killed people mm-hmm. because they're in a flashback. You know what I'm saying? Like he held some restraint back from killing a motherfucker because I'm sure baby him on the inside wanted to. Yeah. And I'm not sure how much appeals he'll do. He's taken a lot of responsibility for his actions and said that he should not have done this, that this was not the correct way to handle it. And, you know, he regrets it now. His letter, you should read it. It's very, very good. Oh, it's very good. It talks about the crimes. It talks about his childhood. talks about how he feels about now. I mean, I agree that we should not have to take justice in our own hands. But nothing in this world is ever black and white. Yeah. Agreed. It's Fifty Shades of Grey. And that's horrible. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, Jennifer. It's Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> uh, Jason has urged others who have been victims of childhood sexual abuse to seek inner peace and reject vigilante justice. I began my life sentence. This is um, the end of his letter. I began my life sentence many, many years ago. It was handed down to me by an ignorant, hateful, poor substitute for a father. I now face losing most of the rest of my life due to a decision to lash out at people like him. To all those who have suffered like I have, love yourself and those around you. This is truly the only way forward. I urge anyone who reads this to engage the proper channels to effect positive change. Do not glamorize my actions. Believe me when I say, there is nothing glamorous about my life now. No. 
I don't think there was anything ever glamorous about his life. I don't think so either. Poor guy. And there is a, a petition for his release on change.org, you know? You know, I mean, honestly, like just saying, could. I think everybody should sign it and he should have a reduced sentence. I think 28 years is, I'm not saying he shouldn't serve some time. He should because we oh, can't, yes. even though I agree 100% with what he did, 100%. Yes. We can't do that. We, we can't. Because then we just become the perpetrator. Right. But I think 28 years think, is way like, fucking too much. If he got out, I feel like he could be a great way of influencing judicial change. Just this case alone. You know, like, hey, this guy was a victim himself. The The system did not do him well. Failed him. They, they didn't even attempt anything for this child. And he grew up to be retribution, okay? He grew up to be vengeance. And... Uh, well, and I feel like he could be um, a great person to put into, like... Um, like uh, programs for kids mm -hmm. to be motivational to, you know, I feel like the best counselors for situations like that are people who have been through that. Well, I, I can the, try to like tell a, a kid drug counselors. A lot of right. them are people who are addicts themselves and have made it, you know, still struggling every day with, you know, their addictions and what have you. It's the same thing with war survivors. These victims ca can only understand it through the eyes of another victim. Look, that's what he looks like. Would you answer the door if he showed up knocking on your Son, door in the I don't middle know. of the he night? He's kind of cute, <laughs> but I am looking at a distance. I can't tell if he's a butterface or not. Oh, he's not a bad-looking guy. He's just very scary. Again, we already know that I'd be like, "Come on in." <laughs> Although I'm not as bad as Jimmy, he literally. <laughs> I sent him outside to get rid of a pest control person or something like that, and. uh he was out there for like 30 minutes. I finally had to come to the door like, can you come in the house now? <laughs> we ain't buying it. That's the guy that he beat up. Oh, he fucking deserved it. He Every bit of it. Every bit of it. So that's the sh short and sweet story of him. There's, you know, not a lot of craziness to it because it's pretty clean cut. He went and beat up a bunch of child molesters and I think he's a fucking hero. I feel like this should be our... He, like the last podcast on the left, he should be our hero of the week. Yeah, he should. Oh, yeah, my sources. I always forget my sources. <laughs> Allthat'sinteresting.com, talkmurder.com, adn.com, Alaska News Crime Courts, amazonaws.com, WordPress, and thepremierdaily.com. It was I really. I think I want to write this guy a letter. Oh, put some money on his books or something, I right? I mean, you want Top Ramen, only the best for you. <laughs> only the best. <laughs> All the hot sauce and root beer barrels that you can get. I've seen the videos, okay? Uh, you can make some badass shit in prison, okay? Mm -hmm. Also, they have cell phones. I mean, come on. We'll do a FaceTime. I will send you a little baby iPhone. <laughs> like, come on. Imagine the amount of mail he gets from women in there. Oh, my God. And the money. I mean, he's... Probably got shit tons of money on his books. There ain't oh, no way yeah. that he doesn't. When he gets out of jail. Yeah. The vagine will be flying. <laughs> and, and I really do feel like they need to. Um, oh, look, here's a site for right, Jason. <laughs> I'll, I'll afford it to you, Jen. <laughs> I'm going to write him. I'm writing him. Sorry. Just falling down the hole. I'm going to send him a picture of us. 
Tell him we covered him on our podcast. <laughs> and that he's our hero of the week. He's our hero of the week. <laughs> when you get out. Actually, you know, he wrote letters to reporters. We might be able to get him to write us a letter. Jason. Just saying. It's our new best friend. We'd have to frame him and put it, frame it to save it for when we make it to the point that we have actual room. We do podcasts in and we can decorate it with all of our. This is going to be so rad when we finally do that. Yes. And it would have to be in there. Because, you know, we can't fight over who gets this stuff. So it has to be communal property. Universal. Yeah. So we just have to have a podcast room and that's where all that cool shit goes so that there's no. And, you know, whoever quits the podcast first doesn't get anything. Oh, I like that. <laughs> the you last fucking, you drop that on this shit, you drop that on all of it. That's right. You leave, I get everything in here. Even the microphones. I don't care if Jimmy brought them. Fuck you. Jimmy you left, they're mine. <laughs> <laughs> but that requires you guys to uh, definitely... Rate and subscribe us on every platform so we can be big enough that one day we can have a studio, do this full time, and really pump out episodes. If I didn't have any other responsibilities and I could hire a chef. Yeah. A maid. Yeah. A nanny. Yeah. I'm a chauffeur because fuck it. Why not? Holy shit. We would get so much writing done. When we release this episode and we put it on socials, can we put a poll on there to see who thinks he's a hero? A criminal or undecided? I'd yes. like to see what everybody thinks. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So I think it'll surprise us too. It might because there might be like there might be people who don't think he's a hero. Yeah. And I, 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 I get it. I like to see other opinions and hear why you feel that way because sometimes you might change my mind. I'm you, not the most dangerous thing in this world. Is a closed mind. Is a closed mind because people. Like right now, you know, let's take the Roe v. Wade argument and people will sit there and post uh, a politician in the 70s voted against it, but they voted for it today. And they're like, oh, they're just followers. No, man, people People are entitled to change. I never want to be that much self-involved that I can't listen to your argument and decide, okay, they do have a good point. I need to change my opinion about this. You are correct. Rovers Wade and that, my opinion will probably never change. But no, but no, <laughs> there no, no, are no. a few things that my opinion won't. You change can either on. be uh, wrong or you can be correct, and I'm gonna tell you we're on the correct side. <laughs> I believe we are. I too. have never known Becky to be wrong. So <laughs> same with you. Oh my god, <laughs> Jimmy said he never knows you to be wrong either. <laughs> you damn right, because I would kill him. I mean, I love you. <laughs> yes, so yesterday uh there was something i don't remember what it was going on in the house and i was like jj just do it you're not going to win this one and <laughs> jonathan lo- looked at him and he was like did you hear that and jj looked at jonathan and he said do i ever win him <laughs> you won me that was the ultimate prize <laughs> that's the only prize look at this fucking face now every fucking morning motherfucker i just get to teach you the correct way to live now <laughs> You've been doing it wrong. <laughs> Turn the coffee cups around. I don't like them that way. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so until next time, guys, stay safe. Keep your head on a swivel. And don't bring it too close to home unless you're the avenging angel and you're going to beat up some pedophiles. And then I'm okay with them. I'm, I'm cool. Be vengeance. Just kidding. Don't do that. Disclaimer. We're not. Please don't be violent.
Yes. It's just a joke. Although, if you do get a press conference, give a girl a holla. <laughs> <laughs> Check out my girls. I'm too close to home. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of Too Close to Home, don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on most platforms. Follow us on our social media at Too Close Home Pod on Facebook, at Too Close Podcast on Instagram, or if you have your own Too Close to Home experience, shoot us your story at Too Close to Home at Yahoo.com. Thanks for listening.